Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Welcome to the Tinnitus Relief Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson with Treble Health. Let's ask George some questions about his tinnitus journey. George, where are you today and where did you start with tinnitus? Okay, so I would say that today I'm at about a 3.8. And um, and I think that uh, the reason I say 3.8 instead of 4 is because I think there is always always room for improvement, but I, I know that I've come quite a long way from where I started out. So yeah. Where, did, where do you think you started in terms of the intensity or the awareness or the volume of your tinnitus? Sure. So my tinnitus started back in March of 2021. So it's just a little over two years uh, since I've had it. And it started out as as a very, very loud, very bothersome sound, which pretty much came from nowhere and was very startling. So that's where I started. And it was definitely a, a time in the in the stage one, or the first stage of tinnitus trying to habituate. And where are you today? I would say I'm at a 3.8, which is just a, almost, I know you want to get to a four. That's what, that's the goal to get to a point where it's not bothersome and you barely notice it and life is back to normal. And And I'm pretty much there I would say that most of the time I feel like I am at a, at a four level, but there are some some days when maybe I'm a little tired or a little a little a little more stressful day that I might feel a little bit more like I I could use a little uh, less of the sound, and then I but I can tune it out very easily. It just doesn't take too much yeah, to it's do worth that. Noting so that's that why I'm a three point eight. You're discussing the four stages of habituation you're not describing the loudness out of 10 so oh i'm sorry when you're saying four you're referring to the four stages of habituation tell us correct tell us what that means in your own words Um, what does it mean to go through these stages and what did you notice at the beginning and what did you notice as things got better Sure. So just to backtrack for a second, because I misunderstood the question, I was at a nine or 10 on a scale of one to 10 as 10 being the loudest and the worst. So I was at a 9.5 for about two to three months. Today, I am at about a, I'm going to say averaging around uh, between a two and a three. So so it's come down a, a significant amount since then. My understanding of the four stages of habituation is that stage one is when you're in the in the very lowest of lows and the fright and flight, which which I certainly, just like many many thousands of other people have gone through. So my story is not unique in that respect. Second phase is when you, you start to get a little bit less stressed out and start to get back to a little bit more normal type living. Three is when you're barely, you know, no, not maybe noticing it less during the day. It still comes back of you so often, but not quite where one wants to be. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, simplifying it, I think, but but four is really the stage that I believe um, the, the goal for habituation is to to achieve. Well, George, you're here because you want to share your story and we want to feature your story to others who may benefit from it. In those early stages, when you said for a few months here, this was about a nine out of 10, this was loud, this was intense. 
How did it affect your day-to-day life? And what kind of advice do you have for others who are in that stage right now? Sure. So I can I can just very briefly go through what, what I went through. It was a shock. I didn't know what it was. I ne- barely even knew what tinnitus was. I went to, to have my ears tested and turns out that I do have some hearing loss in the higher frequencies, which I know is also uh, very common. I went to my ENT who sent me for a couple of tests, which turned out to be fine. Uh, but he told me what a lot of other people have heard that there's not much you can do about it, which of course is very devastating for just a one, just about everybody. I did um, find out that there was a lack or a void of enough expertise out there, at least in Connecticut. But I did find a a um, local psychology group that had ex- experience expertise with with uh, tinnitus. So I I wound up hooking up with a therapist on a weekly basis, one on one. And, and in person. And that went on for a few months. As far as the symptoms, I, lack of sleep, lack of appetite, I did lose uh, did lose maybe 10 pounds. And so it was definitely a challenging time. While I was going for the therapy with the therapist, um, I was introduced to CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, which I had, I'll be honest with you, I never even heard of it before because I never had a reason to be to be aware of it. But that was where a lot of my coming back to normal started. It's understanding stress reduction techniques, and that's where she was very helpful. Around the middle of that time, as as I was um, on the internet looking, of course, the early stages of looking on the internet was negative because there was just some so many negative stories. But then I found your videos, and I I I must have watched well probably over a hundred of of them, and uh, and then I joined, as you know, to the uh, coaching group. And I, I found that to be, to, for me, a turning point because I always looked forward to the monthly listening to to your, I would call it lessons on neuroscience or various aspects of tinnitus, a lot of stuff that I, I did not know. And so it was all interesting learning. And then the opportunity for the attendees to share their stories. And so you found out, or I found out that I'm not, I'm not the only one on the planet going through this, that it's certainly a very, very common situation for so many people. So I got so many insights from that. I wound up taking a lot of notes and kept track of a lot of the things that I was learning. The same thing that I did with the therapist during the, the couple, the three months or so that I went uh, for her assistance. I'm a big note taker. It's just something that I do. It's that sometimes there's so much wealth of information that it's hard to retain everything and it's easy to forget things you learn. So by keeping track, I called it my log of insights because I can refer to that at any time and refresh things in my mind as to certain things at work, how to get the idea of tinnitus out of your head, that it's not something that's going to kill you, that you can disassociate with it, that it's not going to control you. I did the, in the early time when I first joined the coaching group with, with um, at the time, I think it was called Pure Tinnitus. Now it's Treble Health. But I did the meditation series that you had. And one of the things that stood out for me is when you said in one of them, I am not tinnitus or something like that, that we are not defined by tinnitus. It never was part of us prior to to having tinnitus. And so why should it be, you know, from now on, you know, like post tinnitus? So just understanding that there is life beyond. But anyway, I'm giving a long-winded uh, answer to the, um, you know, what I went through. The Where I am now is I think I'm a lot more aware of 
of the ins and outs of what tin is 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 about. I went through all the uh, you know the various techniques that that work. I know that in the beginning I was using sound therapy at night, which I still do. I listen to the Sound Oasis machine, which which I love. But before I got the Sound Oasis, I played with my phone. I I tried I don't know many dozens of different sounds from crickets to nature sounds to music to the various frequencies of sound of white noise pink brown noise and uh what i what i enjoy the most what i like the most most soothing is the uh, sound of a waterfall and so that is pretty much what i listen to at night on the sound oasis it's very nice to help to, to fall asleep and by the way during those f- first few months i practiced meditation every single night every single night i did a 20 minute guided meditation on one of the phone apps and that really helped to relax me and help me fall asleep and after a while i was able to get back to a normal sleep rhythm something that many people on on your podcast say is that being able to sleep is is such an important aspect if you don't sleep you just you can you don't get better so we have to get past you know being able to sleep normally sound therapy i i also um I do have hearing aids. A local audiologist that I that I use uh, found the the right system that works the best for me in terms of the type of work I do, and it also has the the masking ability. So I do put it on. In the beginning, I was only using it maybe two hours a day. Sometimes I would forget. Now I'm using it more like four to six hours a day, and I find that to be much better. And I think it's it's much more useful. I also went through changing my diet. I pretty much cut out processed sugar. I still, I'll still use honey in my coffee. It's a little bit better. More exercise, just overall. I think I'm healthier now than I was two years ago. And I've heard this from many other people over time as well, that uh, you actually feel like these are sort of the positive habituation process is you, you actually wind up being healthier. So um, the other thing I, I always tell people when, because I found so many people that I bump into now that either have had, you know, have thin, tinnitus or just getting tinnitus. And then I'll tell them about troubled health. And I also tell them about what I went through. And I say to them, do the things you like to do. Don't stop life. You know, if you're into the arts or you're into sports or whatever it is that makes you happy, keep doing it. And that will basically get you back to where you will have a normal life. I can honestly say that I'm back to a normal life. I, I'm not doing anything different than what I did over two years ago. If not, I'm even more active in some of my, uh, besides doing architecture as my profession, but I also do fine art photography. And I went to Iceland for 10 days and photographed waterfalls because I like waterfalls, so, as, as you heard me say. It's very soothing. So yeah, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell my story. This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. If you're watching this video, there's a good chance that you or someone you know has tinnitus. We know how much tinnitus can impact your daily life and we're here to help. Visit tinnitusquiz.com and take a two-minute quiz to receive personalized treatment plans that have helped hundreds of people learn to manage their tinnitus. Start now at tinnitusquiz.com. Thank you. Now, one of the main false beliefs that people have who go online looking for help with tinnitus is that they were told there's nothing you can do for tinnitus. Was that your experience? And what would you say to someone who is just in those early stages and may may hear this podcast and you're saying that you went from an eight or a nine out of 10 all the way down to a two and you found tools that helped and you're doing a lot better now. So those are very different stories. What are your thoughts on that? 
Sure. Well, I, I went through the same thing. My my ENT, who, who I respect and has a great reputation as an ENT, basically pulled me down when he said that there's nothing you can do about it. Just you have to just deal with it and just move on. Life, you know, will will continue. And that was for me very devastating. I went, I remember driving home. It was a 40 minute drive, and I was extremely distraught by that. And so, interestingly enough, I went back to see him a year later, just as a follow up. And I wound up telling the ENT, "Here are the things you can do. That it's 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 not that you can't do anything about it, and you just have to deal with it." and and not moan about it. I said, I went through the whole repertoire. I must have spent 20 minutes telling him everything that I had done uh, with CBT, with sound therapy, with group coaching, you know, with the one-on-one. And by the way, uh, after I did the group coaching for a few months, I think in the fourth month, I also went on one-on-one with Dr. Tracy Holcomb for, for, I don't know, maybe six weeks, seven weeks, something like that, which was also really very helpful because it helped to fine tune a lot of the things that I had learned. So I I described this to the ENT and interestingly he he was he looked like he was really genuinely interested in what I had to say. It's as if he had never heard this before, you know. And they think all these ENTs maybe need to take an extra course in just understanding what TNT is because they would they're doing a disservice by by uh, giving a negative direction to, or, or you know, just not giving the right signals to people that come down with this situation. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you had worked with our team at Tribal Health for the group coaching as well as the one-on-one sessions with one of our audiologists, Dr. Tracy, that you had mentioned. And that's definitely our mission. What we do as connect the information, the sound therapy devices the expert professionals with individuals like you who are looking for more support, more guidance. And what we found is that makes the process of the relief or the habituation or essentially the treatment happen faster and easier when it's guided and targeted. Your story is definitely inspiring to those who are in a similar place. What were the challenges along the way? We don't want to make this seem like it was all easy and smooth. Um, I'm sure there were road bumps. I'm sure there were periods of time where you may have doubted if this is going to actually happen for you. Tell us about some of those challenges along the way and how you overcame them. Right. Absolutely. It was was not an easy journey, That that uh, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, I had I guess you call them spikes where it would, it would go, you know, I might go down to a seven and it would go back up to a, a nine or a 10. And there were times like I couldn't even walk. I, I would just wish that it would go away. But, you know, when you get to that place, you, you have to just go back to all the lessons that you learn about how to move forward. And then what I also found is by the little successes that were happening, as I started to get back my sleep and started to do things that were more normal, those were little successes that I kept track of. I would write them down and sort of celebrate those as basically achievements that were really critical. And so if I was stressed out, I would go out and take a walk or walk the dog and just listen to the sound of the trees and the wind blowing. That would help. Breathing, uh, I, I do that every day. You know, The slow breathing, it just settles the parasympathetic nervous system and it makes everyone, uh, it works for everybody as if, if you just learn to do that. And uh, I think so many people don't know what that what that is about, but there were obstacles. And as I said before, you can't let it control you. One thing I learned is is how to put it in a paper bag and just say, I'm not going to let this thing drag me down. And you just want to move forward 
And so, and also maintaining hope, uh, the positive thinking, not allowing one to get falling into that negative spiral of despair by um, maintaining hope and also realizing that progress will happen in small small successes. It's not going to happen overnight. That's one of the misconceptions because you're asking about that. that People say, well, is it going to take two months, three months? There's no miracle of answer to that. It's going to be different for everyone. And so the progress happens gradually. You may not even notice it until maybe another month goes by or two months go by. And all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, it's a lot better than it was. So those small successes are really helpful for manifesting that continual habituation, which is what we all try to do. The reality is that um, it's a doable thing. It's Habituation is something that we have the ability to do that, but it takes persistence. That's the other thing. It's really not one size fits all and one solution does everything as we hear a lot in, in um uh, and other, from other people, and it's certainly true for me as well. It's a combination. It's an integration of all those tools in our toolbox. And so, it, I I wouldn't just do one. I wouldn't just use sound therapy without using breathing, for example. So, all of those things are really uh, part of the equation. George, your story is one that needs to be heard by many. And part of the reason you have succeeded is that you made it a commitment to educate yourself on what's available. You use sound therapy, you use strategies to change thinking patterns, to change behaviors. So you really covered a lot of the fundamentals that we teach, which is the sound therapy treatment with devices on your ears, which is reducing the psychological impact with one-on-one coaching with different strategies and then you also experimented with mindfulness or meditation practice, with which can only help reduce stress, as we know stress is linked to tinnitus. So all that to say, you've shown us an example of within a two-year period, what can happen. You're also showing us that tinnitus is not a, a quick time window here, that it can often be a year, a year and a half for the treatment window. And although all of us want that to happen faster, This is simply the best there is. This is the fastest it can go. So learn what the expectations are, play within those boundaries, commit to a system, follow evidence-based protocols and science, and watch over time, slow, gradual improvements. Any last words here for those of our listeners who may be on the fence and wanting to try something that's actually going to work for their synthesis? Right. Well, maybe two things. One is that I've bumped into people over the past two years that have had tinnitus for a much longer period, maybe 10 years or 15 years, that had never done anything. They just sort of let it do its own thing without going for any kind of help. And it, it takes much longer. You know, They may have gotten used to it, acclimated or habituated over time by itself, but that just takes way, way longer. I think by doing the kinds of things that we've just talked about in the last 20 minutes or so is instrumental in, in making that as short as possible because that's the goal. I mean, we, we may not be in, in one or two months, but two years is way better than 20, year, 20 years. And so, and I think um, the other thing I want to mention, because I don't hear too many people talking about this, documenting and you know all the insights that one learns during the habituation process i would venture to say that most people don't do that they just sort of you know they listen they they keep track of things but they may not write it down but it really does help it's helped me 
to keep track with this log of insights that I, I started to put together. And it's it's evolved over time. I keep it on one one page. It's, so it's not something that takes volumes because you can have in one page everything you really need to know that works for me. And I can just refer to it and it refreshes. It's like a refresher. And it's just so, so helpful. Keep positive. Uh, maintain that hope. Do not give in and say, oh, it's not going to get any better and, and my life is going to go downhill. That's not true. It will get better, and but it takes persistence. It takes patience. And if you've never never meditated before, give it a try. I think between that and breathing and all the other kinds of things with sound therapy, they all really work. Thank you, George. And for those interested, find our team at treblehealth.com. Look below this video for other links to start with our tinnitus quiz. Let's leave it there. George, we wish you continued success and maintain your progress, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Dr. Ben. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.